Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier. So glad you're here today. So glad to get into the Word of God with you. My beloved, welcome. I love you. you, and I'm thankful for you being in my life and you being here with us on every episode that you've been a part of for the God's Warriors training series. So thank you, darling. Well, thank you. And as you know, it's all the Lord. Amen to that. I do know. I do know. All right. So before we get into this episode, let's open up in prayer. Father, we just thank you and we bless your name in the almighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your peace, the shalom of God that passes all understanding, not just having quiet around us, but that there's nothing missing or broken in our lives every day. We thank you for your shalom, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for just your love, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your compassion. Lord, let your joy be made evident in our lives today and let it prevail in every situation that we look out at it with the mindset and the attitude that we do count it all joy and we let your character and your nature prevail on the inside of us. We let it come to the surface and flow out of us, even in heart testing, times where we feel like we're being squeezed and there are just pressures of life or seasons of growth that we allow you to, I want to say effervesce (laughs) out of our personalities, Lord, out of our beings, and that we stay hopeful, joyful, and faithful to the call that you have given us and commissioned to our lives, Lord. We bless you and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for being here, for always being present, and we welcome your, your perfect will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Minister to us and through us, Lord, perfectly according to your will. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. So we are continuing with operational warfare, and we're talking specifically about disciplining your mouth because you are a warrior of God. It's the the connotation and the context from that uh, that you should take away is Of course, discipline your mouth because you're a warrior of God. Um, We have a requirement from our Lord and Savior to act and behave in such a way that's becoming unto his name, that it edifies and it glorifies him, but it also is representative of the place and the position that we have in his life and that he has in ours. We're a part of the life of Christ. We're a part of his life. And he's given us a responsibility to be able to engage in warfare and to rule in the spiritual realm and govern in the spiritual realm, just like he does. And he did while he was here on the earth in his natural ministry. So as we're going through this, it's going to pinch you a little bit. It's going to buffet your flesh. And I can just acknowledge that up front and tell you ahead of time, but also encourage you to buckle in, put on the love of Jesus Christ and really take self-evaluation you can tell people one thing all day long, but you, everything about you and your being is naked and laid bare, open before the word of God, who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we're already exposed. It's just better if we go ahead and let him reveal things to us and we acknowledge and accept it and tell the truth about what's happening and places that we need to grow. None of us has arrived except for the Lord and Savior. Amen <laughs> so, We're still here in the earth. We are still growing. So let's go ahead and get into this lesson today. Um, 
Darling, will you open us up with our springboard scripture? Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 14. Absolutely. It says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Did you have anything that you wanted to say before we start going through this word and dissecting? I was no, so no, worried I didn't give you <laughs> a chance to talk. Let's go through it. Actually, I, I read an extra verse, but that's all right. Um, no, no. Let's, let's just get into this. Okay. Amen. Amen to that. Glory to God. All right. So this is probably a familiar verse of scripture, and I know we've talked about it multiple times. And what we're learning here as God's warriors are to look at the truth of God's word and understand what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. So that means we are going to look at the same word of God and we're going to look at it from different angles and different perspectives so that we're able to harvest, squeeze out of it everything that's in there for us to receive. And the Holy Spirit is always going to give more, but what he's revealed thus far, let's get it, right? (laughs) It's already on the table. So why not have at it? If I could name this a a sub-episode, it's about telling the truth. Always. And, and I'm just going to be very frank with you and disclose to you and share with you just the way the Lord talks to me. So get ready, buckle in, put on the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. If you know that you're a liar, your faith will not work. So this episode is about telling the truth and speaking the truth. Your creative function will be inhibited. You cannot operate God's weapons with the devil's tongue in your mouth. Your faith is for commanding the spiritual realm. And if you operate in dishonesty and speaking forth lies and not taming your tongue, especially in that way, your faith for commanding the spiritual realm will not be there. It will be disabled. Faith is based on the knowledge and the application of the truth of God's word. So let's look back at Ephesians chapter six. This familiar verse of scripture that we all no, we typically start looking around and thinking, okay, okay, here's the weapons and here's what they are and, and then start doing things with them. But one thing that's in the, the very, very first part of this is first chapter, verse 13 is you have all the equipment to stand. Mm-hmm. Now do it. I thought exactly. that was kind of humorous. <laughs> that's a little bit funny. You got everything you need. You're all equipped. You're girded up. Now get to work. Do what you're there to do. And mm-hmm. in order for that application of or the applying of what you've been equipped to do and you've been commissioned and put in service to do the first thing that you need is what truth truth and it has to be around you like a belt but in the in a more specific term it has to be the core in the center of where you're acting from Amen. that sword that breastplate of righteousness the shoes covering your, um, the, the presence of the gospel covering your feet, like, like shoes and the shield all hinge upon truth. That's it. And it's not just any truth that my truth nonsense, that is a lie <laughs> from the pit of Sheol. It did not come from the throne room of God and the kingdom of God. And we have no part in it. There's one truth. God is truth. His word is truth. And it is either lining up with him or it's not. Go ahead. Henry. And, and with that. There's, there's going to be some that 
bring up the scripture. Oh, well, uh, says your word is truth. Yes, his word is truth. And it is also both written and spoken. Absolutely. That's why we say constantly in this, uh, in this ministry, but in, throughout this series as well, that we are to say what the Lord says to say and do what he says to do. Right? Yes, the Lord's word is truth. Where right? he says, gird your loins with truth. But then he also says, uh, also concerning the word, because uh, I read the extra verse, mm-hmm. verse 15, uh, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So it's his word throughout. That That is the truth, the truth. That's it. There's none other. So us coming into alignment with that and speaking his word as he commands us to say and do is what matters. Amen. Amen. So what are we really talking about here when we're talking about not being a liar, but the positive sense of that is telling the truth and being Amen. a person who speaks the truth and lives in the truth. It's really talking about, are your words lining up with exactly what is coming from the throne of God? As you said, the word of God is written and spoken before it was written down. It was spoken. It was breathed out by the Holy spirit. <laughs> um, I believe scripture references that. And he is, who is the breath of life in us? And verse um, John, the book of John chapter one tells us that Jesus is the word. He is a living and speaking being. So if we corrupt our purpose, then we won't be suitable for our purpose. I want to make a comparison here for you um, just so we can get this harnessed and anchored down in, in our souls. And I know if you've, if you've been a Christian long, you know that you're not supposed to lie. But like I said, the, the context and the scope that the Lord is referencing here that he's talking about is discipline your mouth to say only what he tells you to say, Amen. because of, of course you should do that. You're a warrior for God. You don't have the luxury of being flippant with your words or um, idle with your words. You don't have the luxury to release them in the same way uh, without the potency of God behind them in the same way that a non-believer mm-hmm. speaks those words. Because the name of Jesus is meant and intended and the word of God is meant and intended to go forth from you to govern the spiritual realm as a sword and rule over the powers of darkness. But if your mouth is a salt water, fresh water stream, you're cursing in one way and then you're trying to bless God in another, you will be rendered ineffective. Do we want that? Absolutely not. No, but, and God is not going to change his standard and alter it because we are not there yet. Instead, he says, come up to where I am and where I say that you should be so that you can function properly. We see in Christ's ministry, as you evaluate it, going through the times that we've already spent in the word of God, discussing it and your own personal study through the word. And you watch what the Lord does, not just read the things on the page, not just let your eyes focus on what seems exciting and important to you, but actually study him, look for him, ask Holy Spirit to give you revelation about what's happening. He did not say or do anything that wasn't commissioned first by the father. There was no such thing of this is what I want to do. Father now bless it. No, but in religion, it's common practice to treat him as a genie in a bottle and expect that he is going to follow us where we lead. 
That is not the demonstration or the pattern that's set for us through the word of God, whether we understand it that way superficially or not. The truth is he leads, we follow, right? The children of Israel in the wilderness, they followed, (laughs) they followed, right? The guidance, the cloud, they followed the Lord and his movement. And the fire by night. Amen. So let's look at some quick um, comparison scriptures and I'll read those real quick. Um, We're going to look at John chapter 14, verse six. It's a familiar verse of scripture. But again, we're going to look at this from the angle of what the Lord is saying from that perspective, what we're talking about in in this um, lesson, this episode. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you have to come through truth, right? Because he is truth. He is truth. Now let's compare that with John chapter 8, verse 44. And it says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Hmm. Now, we referenced um, in the first segment that were the first episode that we did for the operational warfare series, we talked about, or I'm sorry, in the previous um, section that we did, we talked about Paul and how he was followed by the, the young girl with the spirit of divination. And on the surface, it seemed like she was saying something that was true, but in actuality, she was telling a lie because the purpose and intention of what she was saying was to cause deception. So for us, Who are we lining up with when we do an honest self-examination? Are you letting wayward words come out? And an idle word is any word that the father didn't first speak. He didn't first commission or command to be spoken. Okay. And because we are rising up to that higher calling and we are positioning ourselves to represent what God wants us to represent and reflect him fully so that we are potent. And that means powerful. That means full of um, power and ability to carry out the task that's at hand because we are potent. We have to line our mouths up the same way. Right. Amen. All right. Honey, did you have any thoughts about that? Oh, just another example. And I, I believe we also brought that up in the other section was Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Absolutely. Satan came with scripture, but yep. it was a twisting and a manipulation of it. And no, cl- clearly no true or real understanding of, of the word mm-hmm. or the power within. It was said in a flippant manner in an attempt to deceive Absolutely. the Messiah, the Absolutely. one who spoke the word, who is the word, the true and living word. That's right. And so... Again, I want to reiterate, faith is based on the knowledge and appropriate or correct application of the truth of God's word. So even though in that um, scripture that you're talking about in Matthew chapter four, when the devil came, he was quoting scripture. That's what it says. Two out of the three times. Yes. But it was a misapplication. Absolutely. And that's highlighted by the fact that Jesus spoke the correct application. Amen. You shall not tempt the Lord your God, neither put him to the test. And that one where he was um, talking about throw yourself down. Mm-hmm. And um, angels uh, will bear, will bear you, up, you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... 
every time the devil speaks, he speaks a lie. So are we speaking things that are twisting what the Lord says? And if the Lord said, be quiet and you go, well, I just said, I just think, and you start talking, are you committing a natural crime of a readily evident, like bold faced lie? No, but it's a diversion and a deviation from the order and the path that God has set. If he says, speak and say these words and you close your mouth, mm-hmm. that's a deviation. Or if you add additional words or take away words, that's a deviation. Christ was on, I'll say on point. <laughs> he said what the Lord said as, as the Holy Spirit breathed. Now, don't feel like I'm putting bondage around you. Don't feel like this is too hard and it's too strict to handle. You're not meant to do this on your own. You're meant to rely on the Holy Spirit's power and come with your best effort. Come with the attitude and the mindset that you understand and you know how important it is to listen, hear clearly and accurately, and then behave in accordance with what he said versus giving yourself permission to take generalities to ad lib to what the Lord is doing or deviate from his course and his plan. This is really a moment that we are being brought in and putting on the soldier's uniform. Because if you ever meet a, a natural service member, they have lots of strict guidelines around them and they have to learn to live within it to be a part of that military branch. And the Mm -hmm. moments that they decide they don't want to do that, and they are not able to leave because their contract is not up. They are escorted to a place and they were, they are dealt with in a way that sets them aside, but also causes them not to be able to flourish or function in their role. They go to jail in some regards, depending on what they're doing or they're counseled or they're now God is not putting us in jail. He's bringing us to freedom and Liberty. He is life and Liberty, but, and we still need to willingly understand the requirements that are associated with this higher calling. The regular old church member may not be asked to police their mouth. It's in their best effort, you know, it's in their best interest that they do, but we're not comparing ourselves to that place. And we're looking at what is God requiring of me so that I can go higher and fulfill my call in this life. Darling, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, Jesus said that to multiple people, even ones that he healed, mm-hmm. right? Again, he's, he's the commander of the hosts of heavenlies, Amen. right? Of the Lord's armies. And there were times during his earthly ministry where he specifically said, okay, you're healed. Now go and tell no one. Mm-hmm. But they didn't listen, mm-hmm. right? And, and and it's something that we must understand because well, it's, it makes way for sin. What does scripture tell us? He that knows what's right to do and does not do it to him, it is sin. Mm-hmm. So when the Lord tells you, go and share this, and you don't, mm-hmm. that's sin, right? He tells that to Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. If I tell you to go tell this person Amen. so they have the opportunity to turn from their ways and you don't tell them, that's on your head. Absolutely. Right? But if they if you tell them, like the Lord commanded mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and they don't change, then you're, you're free. You mm-hmm. are free. Mm-hmm. That's on them. But also, it works the same way. Uh, on the flip side, if you will, when he says, "Don't say anything," mm-hmm. and and he says that he says that uh, in his earthly ministry, but there's also times even throughout the Old Testament, he was like, "Hey, go down this road and don't talk to anyone." And even some of the prophets mm-hmm. said don't to their back. servants, "Hey, go don't talk to anyone. Don't don't address anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't don't 
turn aside. Don't say good anyway, morning. Anyway, <laughs> right. Basically. Just go right there and do this. Uh, uh-huh. Elisha with Gehazi and mm-hmm. and and, the, and mm-hmm. his stick, right? He gave uh-huh. the stick to him and said, hey, you're going to go over here and lay the stick on the the woman's son. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all that. So we likewise, even today, have to abide by the same rules. Why would we not listen to our commander-in-chief? Amen. And with strict obedience to what he says. Amen. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life, like we just we just read in John chapter 14. So absolutely, we should willingly meet him with the proper reverence and respect for our mouth. The life that we live is no longer our own, but it's to Christ. It's Christ mm-hmm. living through us to do his perfect will in the earth. Now, we talked about in the, the beginning episodes that go with this operational warfare, how the Lord... He sends his trained warriors to a place, a location, or a situation so he can bring aid, assistance, or correction through you. And he needs your mouth to be aligned with him, and he needs your permission to work not only in your life, but the territory that he sends you and the places and the locations or the situations where others need help, but they don't know that they need it or they're not able to connect directly with the provision that the Father has supplied for themselves. So it's important that we put proper proper reverence on the need to keep our mouth strictly strictly aligned with Him and keep our, um, our physical activities aligned with Him, what we do, what we say, where we go. Because you cannot be sent if you are not willing to restrain yourself. Um, or willing to go. Amen to that. Amen. So let's, let's look, mo- like move down to another point. We are speaking spirits made in God's image and likeness. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for God to lie. There's no evil or wickedness in him. Therefore, everything that he says when he's speaking from his creative power always comes to pass without exception or fail. So let's look at some scriptures about that. Now, the reason I said from his creative power is because there are times where he sends warning that says, hey, change your direction. If you don't change, then this is going to happen. That's not creative power speaking. He's alerting them to what's coming. Right? What but they're heaping he, up for themselves. Exactly. He's giving them warning so that they can change course and uh, prevail. But when he says, let there be light, when he gives a command, that's speaking from his creative power. And that same creative power is in us. And we need that to speak over um, and command in the spiritual realm. When we're commanding the adversary, who is the target of our warfare, we need that creative power to go forth. And yes, it's the name of Jesus, but this, the, these, these are one. When Jesus met the demoniac, when he, when he met someone who was demon possessed, he didn't say, well, if you want to come out today, <laughs> no, he said, get out. He gave a command and that is the creative power and the creative force of God going forth. So we were created to command the devil. We were created to rule over him. Even back in the garden with woman and man, the garden of Eden, they had the ability to command him to get out of there because Amen. God had instructed them, tend and keep it, protect what I've set up for you and tend to the business I've assigned to you. He gave them the empowerment to do just that. Now, when they vacated or abandoned or um, relinquished their their place of guarding and governing, their rulership and the divine authority and the, the creative power that was in their mouth because they were made in God's image and his likeness, then they needed an alternate route. 
Now, we already know that Jesus was already planned to be the lamb slain before the foundation of the world because he's doing a greater um, work and ministry of reconciliation to the heavenly community concerning the separation that happened with Satan's sin. And he already knew man and woman would fall. However, they had the authority to do it in the beginning. And what did Jesus restore to us? The authority to do that now in his name. So let's look at some additional scriptures. Um, Let's start with Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through 18. All right. It says, In the same way, God, desiring even more to show the heirs of promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. Amen. So in context, that's talking about faith. Um, but we want to look at God's character in this. What is his identity and how does he carry himself? It's impossible for God to lie because there's no lie in him. Everything that he says, he means what he says. He doesn't exaggerate. He doesn't um, use words that aren't, mean. they don't mean what he said they mean. So he doesn't twist the words and take them out of context. You're not going to play semantics with the Lord, and nor does he play semantics. Exactly. And when he says life or light, he means exactly that. And mm. it comes to fulfill the manner and the vision of the word of life that is in him or light that is in him or whatever it is that he's producing. It fulfills his word cannot, it, it can never fail because there's no dilution like, um, if you had a like a, a soda and you put ice cubes in it, the soda concentration becomes diluted. The potency of that soda gets diluted because now water has been added. He is not diluted at all. He is full power, all 100% all the time. And we are made to line up like this. And that doesn't mean you can't um, have fun or enjoy, but change your definition of fun and enjoyment. So that it's not an not exaggeration. It's not you taking words and using them out of context. It's not you um, altering what the Lord has already said. But it's straight on, and it's always connected to the power source because our power source was always connected to the Father, right? And He's always connected to the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we are always connected to Him. So we've got to maintain that same course if we want to have the same outcome that He has. Amen. And that's, that's even in the little things. And and by that, I mean, if you're examining or looking at a situation or circumstance, get understanding before you speak. And by Amen. that, I mean, hold you it up before time. the Lord. You, that's right. If you are to remain full of power, as we were, you were just talking there, honey, honey. Mm-hmm. If we are to do that, especially as God's warriors, that's required, right? That That's part of being God's warrior. You are always alert ready to go, um, ready to move, but awaiting our orders, our commands from mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. insight, strategies, whatever is needed for the situation, mm-hmm. his command as to what to say and do, then we have to get the understanding from him so we can continue to just speak the truth, not verbalize our thought process on it. Because his ways and his thoughts are much higher than ours. And that's the only truth of the matter. Amen. And we've learned um, from the Lord that words are seeds. Let's look at 
Um, Let's look at James. James chapter one. Okay, thank yes. you, honey. Um, just because it, it goes to exactly what we were just talking about. Uh, and that's in James chapter one, uh, verse 13. It says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. So as we were just saying, having a right perspective of the situation or circumstance. Amen. And will you read verses 17 and 18 for us as well, baby? Oh, absolutely. It says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. Amen. 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 Mm. Did you have where, what else were you going to say, sweetheart? No, no, I'll I'll pause there. I'm going to I'll let you speak there. Honey. Okay. Well, let's go on and read Titus chapter 1 verse 2. All right. It says in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ages ago, but at the proper time manifested even his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted according to the commandment of God our Savior. Amen. That's okay. verses two and three, but... Well, I'll take it. I'll you, take it. Thank yep. you, baby. Let's now turn to Genesis chapter one. We see that we're at confirming in God's word how how he moves and how he operates. Mm-hmm. And it's not a matter of does God want to move through us? He's already said yes and amen. Yes, <laughs> I want to move through you. But it's a matter of us aligning ourselves so that we are trustworthy. We can handle God moving through us. We are available to him. And it's more than just saying, here I am, Lord, use me. And But then you won't constrain yourself or train yourself in any other way. You just expect God to move through all that humanism and carnality and get a message through. Well, he can do that. I mean, he spoke through a donkey, but he is looking for refinement. Christ came and fulfilled every jot and tittle of what the father was looking for. The heavenly father sent him to do, and he had to walk through tremendous restraint, self-control. And that is a fruit of the spirit, self-control to say, Lord, I understand the weight, the importance of what you're trying to accomplish. And I understand the importance of me remaining completely aligned with you. It's kind of like if you had a pipe, like if you looked at a, a water line and where they jointed the pipes together, you know, they, they either solder or, or, you know, cover or glue some pipes together and there's a water source flowing through it. The water is the power and the pipes are the vessels that it should flow through. And Christ, the pipe, that Christ is, is always connected to the father and there's no disruption in the flow of power through him. And yes, he is highly exalted. The power is his as well, but he is submitted, divinely submitted to the Godhead, the order, the divine order of the Godhead. So the power of the father flowed through him and he admitted, he readily disclosed to us that it was the father who did the work, right? And we know the power of the Holy Spirit was there to heal. So Christ is, the pipe that's 100% connected to the father. And now we are aligning our pipe to be another joint in connection. What happens when that pipe comes loose from its fitting and begins to slide to the side? Oh, that's a bad, bad, expensive day. 
It is, but is the water flow all making it down the pipe to the end, its end destination? Oh, absolutely not. No, it's getting let out in other places or it's unable to flow properly and the pipe isn't channeling or providing a route that's whole and entire for the flow to get all the way to the end destination. The pipe, the pipe is out of alignment. So we have to stay in alignment so that there's no hindrance to the power flowing through us. And that's what we're talking about. And, and along with that, the personal application, we are called to be conformed to the image of the Father, Son, Jesus the Christ, mm -hmm. with whom we are joint heirs. So if we're joint heirs, then we also, and I'll say it in this way, we're made in his image and likeness, we should be conducting ourselves in the same manner with which he carries himself. Amen. And high, holding ourselves to that standard exactly. is how we connect. Hold yourself to that standard. Yes, you may see someone who seems like they're the, the, the biggest known name pastor in the world or the person you have the most respect for, but they're letting their mouth talk fear. They're letting their mouth talk unbelief. They, they use exaggerations or they take a word that is meant to be one thing and they use it as something else as in slang or um, straying in their words in that way. Just because that human being is doing that doesn't mean it's okay for you do it, to do it. Don't mm -hmm. be like them. Be like the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And I have wait, I work on this not I work on this and the Lord is speaking to me just like he's speaking to you because where I think I've refined, yes, I don't cuss anymore. Yes, I don't lie anymore. Yes, I don't exaggerate. Yes, I'm, you know, working on these areas, but I still see even more as I'm, as I'm studying this with the Lord myself and walking through it. And he speaks to me daily about whatever adjustments that I need to make. But also as I'm teaching this message, he's like, you got some areas you can clean up, girl. Absolutely. And yes and amen. I relish. <laughs> I love it to be open and exposed to my Lord and Savior and for him to point at an area and say, hey, let's work on this because it means I'm going to be better and more like him. Amen. I want him to tell me the truth because I cannot stand on a lie. I cannot stand on information being withheld because I'm too weak-minded to handle it. Give it to me straight, Lord Jesus. Let's go. <laughs> so I can apply it though, right? That's and right. So when I, I can apply be fixed. It, yes, I can be fixed. No, I've not, I've not yet arrived. Mm -hmm. I have not yet... Uh, come to the the place and the level of Christ and but I am pressing on to be more like him more conformed to his image how he his heart his nature how he carries himself mm -hmm. how he conducts himself now amen. and for eternity amen and I want that same potency that amen. he had every time Jesus spoke it came to pass every time he used his creative power and to rule and dominate in the spiritual realm every time and that that includes not just casting out demons but that includes healing as well mm -hmm. it came to pass i don't want to stand on the other side of empty prayers i don't want to stand on the other side of um lack of power right when the disciples you know they brought the the demoniac um, um the little boy not the demoniac but the little boy that was demon possessed and was having right. um seizures and thrown into the fire and the water and all that stuff the disciples couldn't do it but christ came and showed up so Amen. i want to be just as important just po as potent not important but potent as he is just as much power flowing through him and I want all that's available that the Holy Spirit wants to flow through me. I'm not trying to take Jesus' stuff, but I no. want full access to the Holy Spirit so he can do what he wants to do. And, and some may say, well, that's impossible. And, and I'll tell you, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. What's said about Samuel? 
none of his words fell to the ground. Why? Because they weren't his words. He was speaking what he heard from the Lord. Amen. The truth. Amen. Nothing else. And and it, it also tells us about the difference, but even between Samuel and his sons, the people readily acknowledged that his sons weren't like him. Mm-hmm. So he could not just pass on his his role, his place as judge over the people at that time to his sons as a, as a lineage. One because the Lord hadn't commissioned that; he hadn't commissioned because his sons refused to live in their way so much so that it was observable by everyone else. Mm-hmm. So. If you're looking at uh, a natural person that still is living like what we're describing, it's already here in Scripture. Amen. And amen. It doesn't mean that Samuel didn't have places to grow, but... Right. He wasn't perfect. No. The greater one lives on the inside of us. Amen. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So let's not be afraid. Let's not make excuses. Let's press on. And let God have full reign and access to do as much as he wants to do. And the greater works, we were talking about that. The greater works is being positioned, getting there. And let God do. We're trying to get to the miracles, but we don't want to take the pathway that Christ took. It it depends on what type of warfare the Lord Mm -hmm. wants you to, or operation, I should say. We're in operational warfare. So what type of operation the Lord wants to utilize you to carry out? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's that, not always the miracles, it, it, right? We were talking about that last time. It might be giving someone something, just being positioned, being mm-hmm. in a, whether it's to give them something, it might be just be giving them the word, preaching them the gospel. I, I, I recall a, a story of Wigglesworth and the Lord sent him to a, a place and he waited. He waited for like an hour and a half for this individual. And, and he was just like, Lord, all right, who am I? Who am I supposed to talk to? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, someone passed by on a uh, little, not, not a trolley, but they call it a lorry, a little, little truck cart, pushed a uh, horse-drawn cart. Mm-hmm. And and Wigglesworth jumped in the cart with him to because that's who the Lord said to go tell about the gospel. And um, at first he resisted, but then he received and came into a relationship not long, or, and, he, and he died a short time after. Mm-hmm. But being in... Or, willing to be used, to be sent by the Lord, to be in position, mm-hmm. and then to do what the Lord, to carry out what the Lord commanded him to do, to snatch one other branch out of the fire. Amen. And God is not impressed by the size of a crowd or the mm. number of subscribers or the the number of downloads or any of those kind of things that the natural world puts emphasis on. And even it's kept crept its way into the church. He's not impressed by that. He's impressed by, did you do what I sent you to do? Right. Will you do my will? Isn't that what he said? Who are my mother and my brothers? Those that do the will of the Lord. And he also said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. He's saying the exact same thing, only it may not look the same when you read it. It may not sound the same when you hear it, Mm -hmm. but he's literally saying the same thing. Those who do the will of my Father, they're Amen. they're considered his friends. Amen. And I can tell you this, the elite force and even the natural military does not look the same as the basic general soldier, sailor, air force, or airman or marine. They do not look the same. They do not act the same. They carry themselves to a, like they're on a higher plane or a higher standard. And they are focused. And for some reason, they get themselves out of alignment and they forget. Then they are 
assisted <laughs> with the assistance that we talked about before. Um, they're disciplined. However, just on a basic level, there's a higher expectation of those service members that are a part of the elite force. And they look much differently than the ones who are just the general. And they look way differently than the general population that are not a part of the military. So let's read Genesis chapter one, verse 27. And then we're going to read Genesis chapter two, verse seven. All right. Genesis one twenty-seven. God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And verse uh, chapter two, Genesis two, verse seven says, then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Amen. Amen. So when we were made in the image of likeness and likeness of God, we mentioned that already, that we became speaking spirits, the creative power of God. He shared that with us so that we would be able to do what he does. Um, did we read Hebrews chapter six, verse 17 through 18? We did. We did. Okay. All right. Goody. But we you. can, if you will, um, support that again with numbers. Ah, thank numbers you. Numbers 23, 19, which says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He has said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Animals, trees, plants, bugs, birds, they were not made in the image and the likeness of God. They're alive, but they don't have the ability to speak and to create like the nature of God. We do. So because of that, we should treat that creative power with respect, and we should protect it by not diluting our words and our vocabulary. And I want to tell you something. We, the scripture talks about, um, well, this Matthew chapter 18, where um, when there, there's two or more gathered in his name, that he's there in the midst. Let me give you a little bit of, this wasn't on our list, honey, but I do apologize. I think we're looking for Matthew 18. Let's see. Yep. That's verse 20. And actually we'll, we'll start with verse um, 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Let me tell you a secret. Okay. You are a three-part being. Uh Just like the Godhead is threefold. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. The Holy Spirit would be the comparison to our natural bodies. The strength and the power of God, our, our natural power comes from our body. The soul, the humanity part of us, Christ, our Lord and Savior, would be like our soul. And the Father would be like our spirit. If you know that you're a liar, if you know that you don't mean what you say, that creative power won't flow in you. It won't function. 
Not to mention if the devil knows you're a liar. But if every time you go to speak the word of God and command and your soul goes, yeah, right. <laughs> no, nope. mm-hmm. you don't mean that. You playing. You're not telling the truth. You're a liar. Because I can jump in here. And this is your soul talking. I can jump in here and do anything wrong. Now, we are in a fallen state right now, right? Or you have lived in a fallen state. You're not fallen anymore if you're a believer. But you're fallen because of that sin nature. That soul has to be buffeted and retrained so that it looks like the father. Christ didn't have any issues with his soul, but he did have to learn obedience through his sufferings, Um so Philippians tells us that, that he mm-hmm. learned obedience through his suffering. So God is the perfect reflection, the perfect image of what we're supposed to be. He is perfection, right? We read that. Because that's how the Godhead in is in unity, and they are in agreement. Divine alignment, mm-hmm. perfect harmony. There's no conflict amongst the Godhead. But us, because of the old sin nature, and a need to buffet our natural physical body to follow the commands of our spirit, the need to raise up our reborn spirit so that it's bigger on the inside of us and the commanding force rather than the soul that has been educated by the world because of that. And that the soul has to be conformed to the image, right? Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That includes our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's our soul man to bring that 100% unity that we see in the Godhead. That's how the Godhead operates. There's no limit of power within the Godhead. There's no separation. So when you try to speak from your spirit, but your soul is calling you a liar because you don't say what you mean, and the rest of you knows that, you're not able to speak forth or, that creative power like the Father or you, wants you to. And I don't recommend this, but should you so choose to lie? Even your body, the flesh, knows when you are lying. Absolutely. And gives it away. Absolutely. Oh, and you're talking about normal displays of... Absolutely. Um, what do you Just, call it? NLP? Uh, yeah, Neuro Linguistic Program, sure. Uh-huh. But, um, but that is happening within you. That's your own body, spirit, soul, and body. That's clearly saying, no, we're not in alignment here. So... You need to buffet that. You need to get that under control, and it should be the spirit man that is leading. Amen. The because, spirit, because the Godhead, and especially Holy Spirit. Even though I know you, you said he, he kind of represents the the, the power, the the flesh. The, he's the one who carries things out. Correct. The Father yes. speaks. The Holy Spirit is but here in the earth, moving, but doing. You, yes, and Holy Spirit is also ministering to your spirit, mm-hmm. spirit to spirit. So let's understand understand that, but we need to come into alignment, all of us, right? Amen. Paul says this in Thessalonians, where your spirit, soul, and body be presented without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, blameless before our Lord blameless. and Savior in the mm-hmm. day of judgment. Amen. Amen. So I will have to explain more to you later about how the, the Godhead, but when I reference the Holy Spirit's like our physical body, God created us to be absent from sin. Mm-hmm. There was no sin initially when man and woman were created. And it, it is, we've already read, we are made in his image and his likeness. So the Holy Spirit is the one who is doing the activity. Like if I want to pick up a pencil because I need to write or I need to feed myself, my spirit is not picking up a pencil for me. It's my hand. Okay. So <laughs> we'll go into that in more detail at another time. But back to the scripture in Matthew chapter 18, when there's agreement in you, when your soul has been 
transformed. It's been trained to love the things of God. And it's not allowed to speak from earthly uh, representation or from earthly learning patterns. And it is trained. You only say what my spirit gives permission and my spirit is divinely connected with the Father and through the Holy Spirit and the Lord and Savior. You only say what I tell you to say. I don't care what emotions say. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're nervous about it or afraid or any of those th- kind of things. The words that are coming out of me, there is absolute agreement. And over time, if you put these standards on yourself, if you rise up and say, God, I want to meet you here. I can't do it by myself, but I'm coming. I'm, I'm looking for you to let you cultivate in me what you want. And I'm going to put forth my effort. I'm going to hold myself to a standard stricter than everybody else. It may seem that way to you. It's neither here nor there what anybody else does, but I'm going to hold myself to the strict standard that you have for me of what I say. And so that my physical body knows that I'm telling the truth and my spirit, I mean, my soul man knows that the truth is coming forth and there's 100% alignment with us on the inside. He's there in the midst of that. The Holy Spirit has absolute free access and free reign to move and be effective on your behalf. That doesn't discount that two believers coming together to pray, but I'm just telling you there's something deeper referenced here and Mm -hmm. represented in the scripture than just us standing in prayer. Because if you and honey, if we could have a million people holding hands together to pray and we're praying something that's against the Father and his perfect will, Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it right. will not be done. So it's not simply about people being gathered and saying, well, we're Christians, but also, calling that the name in the name of Jesus Christ. Just gathering together doesn't mean it's going to happen because how many people may not be in agreement with what is being prayed? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. well, they're each individual, their spirit, soul, and body knows if they're not in agreement. So, mm-hmm. so we have to understand this in a, a greater context. And yes, I, I think we are going to need to do uh, some, some follow on instructions or, or focus on this specifically at a, at a later time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but just understanding that divine alignment, agreement with everything, your spirit, soul, and body in truth, n- only the truth, which is the word that the Lord is speaking and commanding for you concerning what to say and do about the situation and circumstance. Amen. And just like the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit each have a unique role and all parts are needed. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Son. We need the Father. None of those can be done away with and there be wholeness and the absolute presence of his power. So all likewise, we need all parts of our being, spirit, soul, and body to be in alignment for the fullness of the power to come through as the father wants it to. Um, last part of this, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God is used by speaking. You must be a vessel of truth to use the sword effectively. Okay. Amen. And that's in all sense, all points of the word truth. If you give your word to something, keep your word. And if you're giving your word to things that you don't want to keep, or you should not keep, then don't say it, right? Yay, you see how that works? You don't have to keep something. You, If you falsely or um, incorrectly committed to do something that God said, I don't want you to do, by all means, obey the Father. Amen. But the better thing is don't make a vow 
if you don't have permission, right? Don't commit to something that he didn't give you authority or permission to do. So ask first, and then you can give your word with confidence that you'll be able to carry it out. That's the, the better thing. That's the, amen. the perfect application of that. So that being said, by the Lord, uh, amen, amen, amen. So there's, if we line up with the Lord and we walk with him the way he wants us to, we will fulfill all of his word. We don't have to try to cherry pick and fulfill one part and neglect another, but the Holy Spirit will lead us to fulfill all parts of his word so that everything is done well. So I just want to leave you with that. Well, I think we're at the end of this episode. I know it went a little bit long today, but we had to get that information to you so that the Holy Spirit can begin to minister and we can move forward. So we love you. I hope you were blessed by this word. We keep you in prayer and we are so thankful to be a part of your life. And we just wanted to remind you to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.